0: On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the Drew Brees era has officially come to an end. We get into that and all of the Saints news that has broken around this team. A brand new Saints era is set to begin, but the Pelicans continue to march on to their enigmatic ways. They're up, they're down, they're all over the place. We get into Stan Van Gundy's shrugworthy performance we also have Polk News over Underrated, and of course, the worst will catch out coming right up. Polk. And, <imitation> and Polk and Kush! Polk and Kush, Polk and Kush, Polk and Kush, and
1: Catch these hands, you about to The truth is getting split by Polk and Polk and Kush, Polk and Kush, Polk and Kush, Polk and Kush.
0: To to Come everyone to Polk and Kush. We are coming to you live from the Bud Light Tangerine Studio. <laughs> Tonight we have changed venues for the first time in the history of this podcast. I am Scott Kushner alongside Mr. Andrew
1: Polk. I'm happy to be here in the new studio. I can't go back after this. (laughs) Look at these hardwood floors, tall ceilings. You don't have a family of sparrows living in your air conditioner? It's really disappointing. Uh,
0: I, I do enjoy being in the, the Polk Mansion is definitely the place where this is a natural habitat for, for this show. But we are having to uh, class it up a little bit, glass bottles for beer and all sorts of things tonight.
1: I think we need to restructure the contracts looking around here. I think <laughs> we need to tax the cushions and give back to the Polks. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. I'm... Uh, surrounded by more toys than usual just a few more
0: (laughs) yes it is a a veritable toy store uh that we are doing this show in tonight there's just bullshit everywhere uh we're actually speaking over uh what the sleepy animals do at the audubon zoo right now Uh, a highly recommended read if anyone's gotten the time (laughs) Uh, but that's pretty much where we're at right now so we are uh we have shifted locations you wouldn't notice except for the fact that we are telling you other than that uh, it's been a hell of a week, Mr. Polk, as we enter March 17th. It is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my God. Are you very
1: excited for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I can't wait to go stand outside of the three Irish bars that are all going to be closed forever and just beg, beg for a morsel of Guinness and Jameson Irish whiskey, which are uh, Latoya's outlawed both of them on Wednesday. But, you know, any any bar is an Irish bar if you have a drunk there with a big head. So, your mic's off.
0: Right, isn't that the whole thing though? Like, they're closing these bars that are Irish bars. I'm like, it's just a bar. Uh, Yeah.
1: I guess they're like, well, a lot of people are gonna go to them. I'm like, a lot of people are gonna go to any bar. A lot of people are gonna go to Lucy's Retired (laughs) Surfer (laughs) Bar. it's
0: like, just because it doesn't have an Irish flag in it, and it doesn't have Guinness on tap, I think people will still go to places wearing green and get drunk. This is uh, you're not controlling the narrative that hard.
1: No, I've got to take it easy this week. Um, you may have seen on my Instagram. I am opening. This is not a joke. I am opening <laughs> for the one and only Chris Catan of Saturday Night Live fame. Uh, it's going to be at the club 337 in Lafayette this Friday at 8 and 10. They just released a few more tickets. That's unbelievable. So I've been to that
0: club. Yeah, it was where a friend of mine good and friend of the show got uh, his wedding party was there. Uh, what a venue to see one half of the Night of the Roxbury, arguably the less famous half
1: of the Night of the Roxbury duo. Yeah, but the most famous <laughs> half of Mango, Mr. Peepers. It's true. He... um.
0: Man, you think when he was in those Night at the Roxbury movies with Will Ferrell, you could have he could have ever imagined that like, okay, this guy is going to be one of the ten richest actors in the world, and I'm going to be doing a show in Lafayette, Louisiana, in the middle of a pandemic.
1: Look, tickets are very expensive for the show, and this kind of stuff, you get paid cash. You don't have to pay taxes That's on true. it. True. Who's to say that they're that him and Mister <laughs> Ferrell are doing any different? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I've heard that he actually like does whatever you want him to. That sounds awesome. Like he does not some guys like They'll go up there and, you know, Jimmy Walker won't say dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently Chris Kattan is just like, what do you animals want?
0: <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to smack the symbols together. Whatever you guys need, I've got
1: it. But I'm going to be there 8 and 10 p.m. this Friday. Go see it. And then the day after I'm getting vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the lobby of the Doubletree Hotel in Lafayette,
0: right? Isn't that the one? Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. No, it's a cool little bar. I've, I've been there. Um So there's a lot going on right now. This is like as busy as the sports world is going to get around here until football season starts back up. Uh, The Saints offseason, you know, we sort of teased it and gone through it a bunch of times, but it really hit overdrive this week. Uh, It starts with Drew Brees uh, retiring, and I think that is news that we expected, but at the same time, when it happened, you're kind of like, all right, there's a little, it felt, there was a nice finality to it that it actually occurred.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the date, you know, no one saw that coming. No one called the date. No one put those two together. I think
0: Duncan said something. Yeah? I think Jeff Duncan had kind of pre- predicted. I mean, I'm sure Breeze told him. Now, I was also watching the golf tournament on NBC, <laughs> and literally, I'm not exaggerating, within three minutes of Breeze making that announcement, that a prepackaged like, promotion to say, like, Drew Breeze will be talking exclusively on the Today Show to Hoda Kotb. I was like, okay. So everyone knew that this was coming today. And they had already had it packaged, um, but anyway, you know, it's not like it was a surprise. I don't know what the hell took so long, but he, even he said he kind of knew we retired the minute the game ended against Tampa Bay.
1: Well, i I thought the uh, I thought the wait was solely to get to that anniversary date specifically. Maybe. Um, you know, his kids made the announcement on Instagram. That was cute. I thought I'd click the wrong thing because I got like nine hundred <laughs> texts at once. Yeah, and then I click it. It's four kids on a couch. I'm like, I don't want to watch this shit. I thought it was a TikTok <laughs> video. And, you know, they're gonna be singing Macarena or whatever. <laughs> they were, whatever like, the doing kids sing. choreographed yeah. dances.
0: You know, <laughs> like our dad is retired. Yeah. Uh. I mean, it was a nice way to do it. I think it was. I don't know, man. I have I have been very conflicted about Breeze for a very long time. Ultimately, when I go into that dome next year for the first game and he's not there, it will be very strange. It is going to be weird. And it will suck because it's like it, it, you did have the feeling whenever he was on the field, you're like, well, we got a chance. Like no matter how good the other team was, you're like, we got Breeze, we got a chance. And now it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know what they have, and it might be fucking terrible
1: because the last time they didn't have Drew Brees, things were really bad. That was a long time ago, though. It was. And and the Saints are a team of winners now. Yes. We've cut all the winners. All the winners are gone, though. <laughs> Everybody's gone. Times change. This is like a life lesson, you know? Yeah. This I, is a life lesson for New Orleans. It's time to grow up yeah, and it, get used to losing again. <laughs> May may your football team match your lives. <laughs> Put on your big boy pants and your big boy whistle head, <laughs> and get ready to see Jameis throw thirty interceptions. This you got to pay your car insurance and you got
0: to watch Jameis Winston. <laughs> it's time to adult, uh, New Orleans. We're we're officially in the in the muck. Uh, yeah, I, I they not only Breeze retires, we saw that coming, uh, and then all the speculation that we. Talked about with uh, with Russell Wilson and with Deshaun Watson all that kind of comes to a screeching halt as they sign Jameis Winston uh, back on a one year deal, which is very much a prove it type thing. Right. Sean Payton goes on Dan Patrick today, basically says they're done looking at quarterbacks, and so I think you know it's going to come down to although a Mitch Trubisky report fluttered out there today. Either way, it's it looks like a a nice cavalcade of shit that's falling down the mountain that's going to be the Saints' quarterback. I don't know what to make of that. Like, what does it mean to have Jameis Winston be the guy who's the front runner to be the quarterback? Like, that's a, that's a crazy thing to have happen for a team that literally three months ago we were talking about, oh, I think they're a Super Bowl team.
1: And now and now it's, like, it's Jameis. But you, I, I guess the question is, which Jameis are you going to get? How much has sure. he improved over the last season playing with Drew? Yeah, hard to know. Maybe his arm's gotten very weak playing <laughs> under Drew. <laughs> Maybe he's shrunk a little. <laughs> the hair's gone. Has he's he gotten LASIK Wranglers? LASIK surgery? He like, did get LASIK surgery. Yeah. That was two year, two two seasons ago. So he's he threw thirty
0: interceptions in a season.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> thirty. Yeah, but he's all touchdowns too. Thirty <laughs> touchdowns as well. That's the real thirty for thirty. That's the real, yes. So like that. his team was dog shit. Well the next year they won the Super Bowl. Well, that was not even close to the same thing. <laughs> it had
0: a lot of different guys. It was
1: close. <laughs> it was somewhat close. Devin White. Yeah. But still,
0: they Gronk. had a lot of those guys. I mean, the Gronk was not there or whatever. They had Mike Evans and, you know, a lot of those dudes yeah. were there. The
1: rebuilt Leonard Fournette. Yeah, they did not have him. They, they put, put his the robot legs Lenny. in or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, what they didn't have was Tom Brady. That might be <laughs> one name that I'm leaving out of it. <laughs> uh,.
0: So, I mean, Jameis Winston, I think, is, like, uh, enough to where you're like, okay, like, you can see the upside. It's better than if they were going in and, like, we're going to draft somebody at 20, and, like, that'll probably be the quarterback. Uh, Taysom Hill is obviously still there. I think his flaws were pretty well exposed by the last two or three games that he played uh, in New Orleans as, as starting quarterback. It doesn't feel like that guy can lead a team, you know, to 10 wins. I, I just don't see a path for this team to, to maintain what they're on. But I think on a given day, their upside could still be really high, which is really all that matters. As we've seen the consistency of a team and winning divisions, I mean, who, who really cares? Uh, it's the idea that if you get in the playoffs and get hot, do you have enough to win the Super Bowl, and I think if Jameis Winston gets hot, we'll all talk ourselves into the idea that that's
1: possible. Well, to go go back to Taysom for a second, I think a lot of Taysom's weaknesses were uh, uh, wildly exploited by an injured Drew Brees and having to work around that. Taysom, when he is actually used as the, God damn it, I hate to say it, (laughs) the Swiss, oh, I can't even bring myself to say it,
0: It's like one of those multi tool
1: that you get get for Father's Day and you just throw it in a drawer. There's some name for it. But when they do, you know, get to use him as like Sean Payton's little tricky squirrely man out there. The gadget man. He he works he works all right out there. And if you've got a healthy Jameis you know, throwing the ball seventy yards to God knows who. I mean Yeah, like who's out? I mean, I guess Michael (laughs) Thomas restructured, so he's back, but Dwayne Washington. He's back. <laughs> it's very important. That was like the first name that they announced. like, okay, great. And they're like, can you believe they
0: were able to make that work? I was like, yes, I yeah, can believe that. I
1: didn't believe he was still on the team. <laughs> I didn't know
0: he was. If he walked into this house and said, hi, I'm Dwayne Washington, I'd be like, all right, well, what are you here <laughs> for? <laughs> like, Did you bring the Chipotle Yeah. Or not? So I was like, I would know. Like, what you know, it's like, oh, no, I'm here for the make wish <laughs> Uh, I, I, there's a lot of layers to this saints off season that makes it the most, I guess the most interesting saints off season in modern era, like not changing a quarterback, uh, for so long has made these off seasons while they feel important. It's all kind of like window dressing, you know, over time it adds up and and you kind of see what it looks like. But this off season in particular, like, there are cap casualties that have come through in the last few weeks. When you go on top of Breeze leaving, and then you've got Janoris Jenkins leaving, Emmanuel Sanders leaving, Quan Alexander leaving, uh, you've got a t- just the middle class of this roster. feels like it has been uh, drained. Like, those guys who are so reliable, like, not the stars and not the, you know, the anal zones, but those guys right in the middle of this roster who I think were better than most at those spots— uh, those guys are all gone, and I think that's going to be really hard for them to replace.
1: The, uh, the only thing that might bring about is an interesting draft for once with actual consequences. Yeah. There cannot be another Marcus Davenport no. in the Saints' future, no. or they're going to be a bottom-feeding team <laughs> for
0: a long time. <laughs> yeah, you can't go swing for a draft pick unless it's a sure thing. Like, that was a swing at a reach, you know? And Marshawn Lattimore... Was like the last, the, the uh, first round pick that like totally worked out at a position of need. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be very difficult to see what they end up doing to fill those holes. I don't know how you fill those holes easily. Like there obviously are players. Like these guys were not the highest level free agents in the world. They got when they got them, but it's still very difficult to go get guys who are better. Than the guys they just let walk
1: away. Well, I mean, some of those, na- you know, Janoris Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Quan Alexander, I think, are a little bit better than the average free agent. Uh, yeah, but they were picked up kind of for scrap heap prices, you know. you know? They were just happened to be good. They were really good
0: moves, but they were unsustainable to keep them.
1: And the Saints aren't going to have that kind of leverage now of being a Super Bowl candidate that can kind of swing those mid- to high-tier players for dirt.
0: Not unless you can get the guy who did the LASIK surgery on Jameis to get in, <laughs> into the meeting room. And I guess I,
1: I I am uh, glad that the draft pick question is not going to be put on a rookie quarterback's shoulders.
0: You would think it won't. God, if they take a quarterback in the first round in the 20s. When do they pick? I don't even know. Is it 20?
1: It's uh, It might be 20 even. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. That sounds right. They're not... I don't think they're going to go with a quarterback, and I'm basing that on nothing. (laughs) Just my very gut instinct, this very moment. I don't think they will. Well, there's only like 600 mock drafts that are ready
0: to come out, so just read a few of those, and I'm sure that'll be a lot of knowledge, the mock drafts. I think the
1: Saints are going to draft Lonzo Ball. I I
0: think he would be a better quarterback than Jameis on certain days. (laughs) Given the right day, he's got a really nice arm off that long pass. This team... You know, we have uh, here in New Orleans, we don't really care about Super Bowl rings. We're really about division championships. We're way into division banners.
1: <laughs> I love those banners. Yeah. You get
0: a lot of them. I mean, you're not going to. the Other teams, you could have your Super Bowls, okay? That's fine. We are about divisions. We're about regular season, grinded out. So what did you do in 16 games? You know, you know, what's, better,
1: what th- you know what's better than one great beer? <laughs> ten Bud Light limes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what the dream of the last decade of Saints football is. And it's like you feel like an asshole complaining about it because it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, we won the division in 1992. That was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, now you look at it and you're like, well, it feels so old hat. I don't think this team will be favored to win the division. Uh, I think it'll be a really hard road to do that. Uh, but with seven playoff teams and with the talent level they still have at enough spots... Yeah, I mean, as long as they can go get some pieces that are decent. And I think a lot of teams are cutting guys for cap reasons, so there should be good players out there. I don't know enough about who they all are, but every year it feels like they go get somebody, and if they're not like a huge free agent like those under-the-radar guys, they seem they seem to do pretty well in this system, and they seem to do pretty well with the Saints. So yeah. I have faith that they'll be at least good. I just don't think they'll, they have that great capability anymore.
1: I guess you hope that their uh, energy goes the right way this season. If they could emulate Tampa Bay's kind of schedule of success from last season, where they get better and better. You know, at first they were sloppy. They're a mess. They have a new quarterback that a lot of people are questioning. Yeah. They have a lot of moving parts. They also have some, you know, legendary players on the team. Sure. Which the Saints might not be able to. (laughs) But, you know, the moving pieces are there for them to be a playoff team. And uh, yeah. If nothing else, it could be fun, or it could be Pelican's fun, because we were saying... (laughs) Gallows humor for the whole season.
0: I mean, what do you, like...
1: (sighs) Who's buying the Jameis jersey day one? Right?
0: Like, there's going to be a quarterback competition, and these media guys are going to have to pick which quarterback they think is doing better, and I am just going to be so excited to watch the tepid the most tepid takes <laughs> of all time about who's doing better so that whenever peyton names somebody they can be like well i said that this guy did well on these days <laughs> like no one's going to come out and just say who they think is better it is going to be a very until they start we seeing will. which way peyton is leaning oh if it's not james winston this thing is going to be a complete disaster
1: well you know the the last time we fell in this trap of the Taysom Hill game. Yeah. The week before, we only referred to Jameis <laughs> as the quarterback. The whole game plan was around Jameis, and then he played a minute. He played two plays. So Taysom we'll say, Hill's not a starting quarterback. I He has started. He's bad at it. He started more recently than Jameis. That is true. Jameis threw a great pass in the playoffs. <laughs> and, I mean, if you want to talk about quarterback starting for the Saints, Taysom is white. So, Sean... <laughs> Maybe you know Sean has a few of those Bud Light limes before the game. He's feeling nostalgic. He's like, dude, taste them I was really laced up, Rudy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping Carolina would be bad enough that they would trade, like they would try to go get a quarterback in the draft and trade Bridgewater. I was like, that would be kind of a perfect solution because I think he would be like pretty good. He not turn it over, all that kind of stuff. Jameis Winston is like, this could be like, they could go three and 13 next year or three and 14. There's 17 games next year.
1: Like they could be one of the worst teams in the NFL next year. If James, if you get bad Jameis, yeah, if if Teddy Bridgewater was the solution, no one would be mad next season, no matter no. how it went. Exactly. Everybody loves Teddy. Jameis could be the most hated man <laughs> in New Orleans immediately, <laughs> maybe
0: even before he when he's squinting down the field as he's <laughs> throwing like his eleventh pick six, and everyone's just like barfing in the Superdome. Like, yeah, it's uh, he it can has. throw
1: eleven pick sixes if he's also getting eleven <laughs> touchdowns.
0: I mean, that's like, is a touchdown equal to an interception? I guess is like the question. I don't think it is in the NFL like once you giving the ball away is the the one thing in the NFL you really can't do you can be a horrible team and not be able to get first downs but if you cannot if you turn the ball over you are dead absolutely dead and that's what he has done in the past now we honestly have no idea what he's doing like the fact the Saints still like him I think is kind of like they saw him for a whole year you watched him practice you watched him in the film room you Around his character and decided to bring him back. Now they didn't put a lot of investment in him, it was just one year, but it does give you some, you know, a little bit of warmth to think that, you know, they know who this guy is. They didn't just go get someone out of pure desperation. It was someone they have experience with.
1: And this was definitely a off season with opportunities for them to go and get somebody if they wanted to. Totally. And, you know, we heard the Russell Wilson offer rumors and Michael Thomas was not a part of it. I think if those were going to be serious, he would have been. And I think he'd be the fucking quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And they restructure a whole bunch of guys, too. So anything, you know, silver lining where you can get it, I suppose. Yeah. They're trying to make it work. Uh,
0: I think this will be an extremely interesting offseason and season as it comes up. Uh, So we will uh, obviously never stop talking about the Saints. And uh, in the meantime, though, we will get back. We got some pelican stuff. We've got pulp news. We've got overrated. We've got underrated. We've got it all from this brand new live location. We're we'll right back. Boy,
1: I need a residential and commercial realtor, preferably. One from French Quarter Realty Kush. You got any guys for me? It goes J-A-N-S-E-N.
0: That's Jansen Patagna. He's gonna buy a house for you and give it to you. And then you're gonna pay for it from a bank. Jansen Patagna.
1: Jansen. He's gonna he's, he guys all the houses. We this has to be over fifteen seconds now because everyone just hit the skip ahead fifteen <laughs> seconds button. <laughs> I picture people listening to you sing and just like lighting up a cigarette and just be like, Jason. <laughs> just throwing their phone in the river. <laughs> Jansen our favorite sponsor, uh, give him a call, 504-621-9443. Give him an email, Jansen, J-A-N-S-E-N, at FQR.com. He posted like 500 houses on Instagram today. They were all sold. It's incredible. Solid gold mansions. <laughs>
0: it's incredible.
1: I mean, he's the, he's the, there's no paperwork. There's no <laughs> down payment. You just show up, he gives you keys, and he drives off real quick. Yeah, it's a good deal.
0: It's, the houses are hot. They're, hot. They're hot. They fell off the back of the truck. <laughs> James is stealing homes and giving them to people. He's like, uh, you know, Robin Hood. Uh, it's incredible, honest to God, how many houses that he's selling. So if you were in the market to uh, sell or certainly to buy, uh, he is a person who knows basically everything that's going on, and he has a uh, very long history now and a prolific history of getting deals closed and knowing exactly what it takes to get them done and that is extremely important in that business which is full of unbelievable bullshit and roadblocks that you couldn't believe yeah
1: he's uh, easy to work with we've had two listeners from the show Buy houses, close deal, whatever the term is. Whatever the term they, is. They got some houses yeah. from Jansen. <laughs> they ended up with keys. <laughs> Jansen ended up with money. So but, it's win. But everybody win. said Jansen was very easy to work with. There was no BS. And now they live in a beautiful house. Yeah.
0: Win, 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 win. So give Jansen a call uh, or email him, Jansen, J A N S E N, at FQR.com. Uh, he is a big supporter of this show. So please support Jansen. Moving on. The New Orleans Pelicans are not
1: awful to watch right now. Right now. What say you? Uh, They've been exciting to watch the last two games. So we're recording this Tuesday night before
0: the Blazers game. I am confident now that we've said that they will have lost the Blazers game by the time you listen to
1: this by at least 30. I'm going to edit in the final (laughs) score. Be like, man, those Pelicans really sucked tonight. I can't believe... Jackson Hayes was awful. (laughs) I can. (laughs) Uh, There has been some turnaround on this very young, uh, recently exciting team. Kyra Lewis has been, uh, I think, the most exciting player to watch the last couple games on a team with two All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, That is, in and of itself, a testament to how productive Zion is. Zion is so productive that... does, is anyone even noticing it at this point? It's like, yeah, of course he shattered that record. Yeah, of course he has yeah. a higher percentage than Karl Malone in 89. Yeah, of course every single group he's in is like Wilt Chamberlain and Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. It's it's just common fact now. Yeah. Which, of course, is amazing, and the Pelicans are are incredibly lucky, specifically David Griffin is incredibly <laughs> lucky to have Zion on this team. But it's been fun seeing some new faces out there, some new not JJ Reddick, not Melly faces out there. Yeah. So the Pelicans have sort of extended their rotation.
0: To like 10 guys after, you know, like a week after Griff was like, you have to earn your minutes. There's no other way to play. We don't tank here and all this stuff. Earning your minutes is very important. And then like literally they come out of the All-Star break. You're like, all right, now everybody gets to play. Yeah, and then he's
1: got Jackson out there on roller <laughs> skates. Like, yeah, whatever. We'll see what sticks. It's <laughs> like, all right. Whatever. So, I the mean. towel I- boys out there. So <laughs> Darius Thornwell's back. <laughs> Or uh, Darius Miller, depending yeah, on who you ask.
0: Yeah, didn't they put up a picture with the wrong... Fucking
1: clutch. No, that was clutch points. Oh, okay, okay. The Pelicans clutch point put up oh, Darius God. Miller's photo. That's incredible. <laughs> like, well, here's a black
0: guy. He's like, okay. Oh, uh, man. Dude, that's crazy.
1: The you know, Clutch points. Also, uh, they're related to turning point, I believe. Dude, <laughs> dude, they are
0: such a clown show, man. Some of these Instagram NBA accounts are just absolute clown shows and of course it's like 50,000 likes you're like what is going on how many people and like you realize there's a very large segment of the population that gets their NBA news exclusively from Instagram. oh yeah they're like yes. oh the Pelicans are doing great <laughs> yeah. it's
1: like they have a lot of dunks Zion <laughs> been a rim the other night it's like he <laughs> been a rim on a dunk he missed but that's not <laughs> what the infographic says that's not what the office <laughs> meme <Yeah>. implies <laughs> it's literally just memes and highlights
0: and then like and then like a commentary that's like the Pelicans lost by 28 points to minnesota <laughs> nobody reads that they're like oh shit dude
1: it's it's what the people want like i i unfortunately did an office meme on the polk and kush twitter account <laughs> 10 million likes <laughs> And then, you know, I'd say, you know, I'm going to fucking kill myself watching this team. Zero likes. Zero what's likes, what's no going to, on, people? You guys can't relate to that? <laughs> I'm going to crash my car into a bridge embankment to the if Jackson place. Hayes karate chops another player in the neck trying to play defense. Zero likes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has been, like, in incur- the Jackson Hayes,
0: who we have killed on this podcast, yeah. he is playing legitimately... Pretty well. And He's a serviceable backup big. He's sticking to what he does best, which is stay around the rim. He's making everything. He's defending without fouling. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's fouled five times in the last 50-something minutes. Like it is, uh, It's kind of amazing that they have been a fairly functional team, uh, despite the fact they're playing these young guys who they were so terrified to play uh, through basically all of February.
1: Well, you know, we were kind of saying... Maybe not to that extent, but with Hernan Gomez, we were saying, hey, this team looks okay when there's a functional person there. That's sure. But Hernan Gomez is not a long-term solution. He's no. not an investment. No. So Jackson Hayes getting better, I suppose, is a little bit of a reason to celebrate. Yes. But this team is, this is the worst team in the world to do a podcast about <laughs> because they either win by 40 or they lose by 40. Yeah. Lonzo looks like fucking Pete Maravich out there, or he looks like Oliver Miller. There's, like, no (laughs) in-between.
0: I mean, that's, yeah. Again, they they tip off in about an hour, and I have no idea uh, what to think is going to happen in this game. No clue. If you're gambling on the Pelicans, you really might as well just show up at a roulette wheel.
1: You know, like, there's no... (laughs) The, 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 the if you're spe- coaching the Pelicans, yeah. <laughs> you might as well show up at a roulette wheel. And, and even Van Gundy said that. He's or like, cheese wheel. He's, first. Like, <laughs> he's, like,
0: he's like, The spectrum of what we're capable of <laughs> on a given night is just the widest as it can possibly be. He's like, We can either be the greatest team in the NBA and beat anybody by 20. He's like, Or we can just not show up and get good killed by the worst team in the NBA, which they did to Minnesota, and they come back, you know, a couple nights later and beat the crap out of the Clippers. Now, I don't think the Clippers were particularly engaged, but even then, like, the fact that you can do those things doesn't make any sense. Like, there's nothing about a team that is supposed to have that that level of variance, like, maybe a couple times a year. Like, I think this the, those 72-win Bulls Lost like a really crappy Nuggets team or whatever. Like those things happen from time to time in NBA season. This is happening all of the time. Every single game, you have zero idea what to expect from them.
1: It it also doesn't fill you with confidence when you when your head coach after every game is just like, "Yeah, man, I don't fucking know."
0: <laughs> Literally, his press conferences are so good.
1: It's like. You're like asking the guy at McDonald's, like, dude, why isn't the ice cream working? And he's like, I don't, I, just, I'm just trying to get out of here, man. I'm sorry. It there's, really? there's another team you can watch over there.
0: The way he explains it is so great because after the game, you're like, well, what happened? And he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, they didn't want to play defense. He's like, I mean, I this is this them. is it for him, right? He's not. I mean, he's not going to get fired. He just got hired. I mean, they're, unless they're willing to dump $15, $20 million or whatever, I mean, it's, he's not that bad of a coach. It's I think we've proven this year that, like, the coach doesn't really matter. They've had two totally different types of coaches. They perform almost the exact same. So... I don't. I just don't think it's the coach that is the issue. I. Think I, it I is don't either.
1: But the reason he was hired was for defense, and they're historically the worst defense in NBA history, and that isn't something well, you can really chalk up to. Yeah, yeah. I could have coached. You know, the seventy two and whatever spurt uh, uh uh warriors yeah, yeah, yeah anybody could do that this is a different story this is you actually <laughs> need some coaching this That's isn't true. five fucking all-stars out there yeah
0: you would think having a guy that someone listens to would be helpful but you don't really know who they're going to listen to until you hire them you would think stan van gundy with the uh track record he has and the gravitas he has or whatever you know the his ability to connect he has a, a history of it uh For that to just completely fall apart has been surprising. Uh, But I think now you're seeing these young guys play and you're like, okay, well, maybe he's getting to them. Like they are certainly performing better than they performed earlier in the year. Maybe they're doing something. They don't practice. So it's like they're just rolling the ball out there. Like they're playing 30-something games in like 62 days. It's insane. The whole schedule is nuts. They play like every other day. uh, and, And so there's no way for them to get better. And they're obviously not really they don't really care what he has to say. So they're not gonna like just suddenly become a great defensive team. No. But I, I just don't know what there is to do about it. And my I think somebody asked me earlier, really, like, I heard his press conference was wild last night. I was like, No, it was the exact same press conference he's had every single loss of the season of him just going like, I don't know. He's like, Yeah, they he's like, We didn't play defense. He goes, I don't know. He goes, It's embarrassing.
1: He goes, It's awful to watch. He goes, but you know, We'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> he could be doing these from the bathroom. He could be on the toilet doing these conferences, <laughs> eating a turkey leg, smoking a cigar, all those things you do in the toilet.
0: hes I mean, he's, he's tweeting all day, you know, when he's not. Is any of that, that about practice. basketball though? No, it's always just democratic party yeah. policy, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's just, it's a very strange scene. Uh, But I do find it, now that they've gotten this far into the season, it's like, it is very hard to take anything from the wins other than like, well, that was a good night.
1: Stan, why don't you look at your friend Joe's fences and walls and cages he's building around children, (laughs) and why don't you use that as an inspiration for the team's defense? (laughs) Those children cannot get past those cage walls. (laughs) Turned this team. <laughs> okay, <obviously, I'm, laughs> how much would you have to pay me to follow Stan Van Gundy on Twitter? <laughs> Not much, Not but, much. you know. A thousand eight, bucks? Eight bucks. thousand yeah. bucks? <laughs> yeah. That's my going price.
0: Oh, man. Uh, they are. Uh, as we've said many times,
1: they're an enigma. Are you asking him questions on these things? Yeah, every time. And he just doesn't have an answer. You gotta get a you need to get a bicycle horn yeah. the next time. <laughs> just he's wear just a nose. Like, uh, I don't.
0: I mean, I'm in my house. It's eleven thirty at night. I've got like a glass of red wine sitting
1: next to me. I'm like, Stan, what's going on? And he's like, nah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: that's literally that's
1: basically the question. You gotta get him out of it. You gotta get like a penny can. And the next time he <laughs> starts saying the same thing, just shake the can out of him. No, Stan give us an actual answer because all the other writers are
0: asking very specific things about like you know that are very boring and no one gives a fuck about well it. that's true but it's it's always very <laughs> specific of like okay well this guy did this tonight and this guy there was this moment in the whatever game and my questions are usually trying to be overarching and broad and he he literally just, and I, I, it's not his fault like he cannot answer them because they don't have an answer like I was like I was like when do you know when the good version of the Pelicans is playing versus when the team that isn't showing up is playing I was like when do you know he goes there is no time to know he goes we played really great for like eight minutes against Minnesota and then they proceed to kick our heads in for 40 minutes he's like there's no telling when the switch turns on or off he's <laughs> like it just because it, I was like man as the it just makes him seem so helpless as the coach And, like, when they have these great performances, you're like, okay, maybe they can harness that. And then he even comes on and says, as the game is like, there's no such thing as turning a corner. It is just one long, endless road. And sometimes you're going downhill and sometimes you're going uphill. And it's like, there's no corners to be turned and no way it's getting easier. He's like, you just have to keep doing it every day. And it does show you that, like, the idea of momentum being behind a season, it's all kind of bullshit. And the, I, I i appreciate his honesty with it, but it is also a little like, man, this has to be dispiriting to people who are really invested in this
1: team. Yeah, because my fan perspective is just like, well, I, I think there are some minimal things he could do to uh, 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 turn the tide their way when the team starts sucking after, yeah, they destroyed Minnesota for eight minutes. I don't know. When when it starts going downhill from there, Adjust the rotations... Call timeouts. I, I think Stan has been horseshit on meaningful timeouts for the most part this yeah. season. Yeah. And the rotations have been uh uh off the map. Like they you, were kind of all over the place. You would have yeah. to look at everybody on the team and just like throw a dart at it to, to see who's <laughs> in. Yeah. Is I, Kyra Lewis getting fourteen minutes or is he getting zero time against, you know, the fucking Cavaliers or whatever? Yeah.
0: I do uh appreciate the fact that with J.J. Reddick gone, he has, I feel like he's he's opened it up a little bit. Uh, I think they need to be more willing to see mistakes through. Kyra Lewis, like you mentioned, like he very clearly has potential and very clearly can improve, but he's not going to improve if he doesn't play. And J.J. not being there because of a non-surgical heel, whatever, which sounds like the biggest load of horse crap, Are we
1: ever going to see him on the floor that, for the Pels I again? Just, I have
0: such a hard time imagining him ever wearing a Pelicans uniform again. He has not left New York. like He has not come back to the team since the All-Star break. And it's like they already floated out. They were trying to trade him to somewhere in the Northeast to be closer to his family. Like It just seems like they were like, all right, JJ, there's really no point in you being here. I think they wanted to play Nikhil, and they wanted to play Kyra anyway, so there's really no place for him. I think it works out better for everybody, but it's just a weird situation. Um, I do ultimately think that the way that you're going to take the most out of the season is not whether you make the playoffs. It is how many minutes you can get those young guys and see if they can get better. Cause you have seen Zion make the leap. You've seen Brandon Ingram steady his production. He's still a very good productive player. He sucks defensively, but he's still a very productive player. If you can get anybody else to be like, okay, that's another guy we can use next to Zion as he blows up into the super duper star That is what you need from the season. I don't care at all about the wins and losses. It's only that that matters going forward.
1: Absolutely. Sports talk.
0: Sports dog seven, whatever. we uh, <laughs> on the ones and two. Oh, you
1: don't want to talk about Aaron Gordon could yeah. come to the no, belt? That's, that's not going to no, fucking happen. And or, fuck you. And who, if it does,
0: we'll talk about it. Like, it's just, <laughs> we're not going to cosplay
1: what players could come. Dude. Like, it's, it's, and JJ, you know, he's going to, he's, uh, the Shanghai Sharks, they're up northeast. <laughs> he, that's where he'll be going. Him and Stefan Marbury will be the MVPs of Japan next year. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, on that note, we
0: will uh, take a quick break. We'll be back. We've got all of your favorite segments, so stick right here, Polk and Cush.
1: Don't touch that dial. You've got Polk on it. Polk news. LSU basketball. Ever heard of it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Most in Baton Rouge haven't.
1: <laughs> well, they're uh, they're in the S- They were in the SEC tournament. They beat Arkansas. They narrowly lost to Alabama. <sighs> and Nate Oates told me, "Get the fuck out of here!" As soon as the that was, I'm not like the biggest LSU. I'm not an LSU basketball fan, but yeah. that was cool. It-
0: <laughs> 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 I only was mad because I had LSU. I-, I bet on LSU before the tournament. Your emotions
1: are controlled by gambling. Oh, I'm aware. Of course.
0: I bet on LSU with a group of friends, uh, and we—they were seven and a half to one, and we had like sixty bucks on it, and it would have been a great payout and fun to bet on a team through a tournament like that because you—you know, every game you kind of get closer, and they literally <laughs> lost in the last freaking second because they missed a one-foot putback. And then you're like, oh, my money, my precious money, it disappeared. And these people took it from me. And then this guy's screaming, get the fuck off the court. <laughs> you're like, oh, screw you, man. This is the worst.
1: That guy's Coach of the Year nominee for the Polk and Kush Awards. <laughs>
0: He's a really good coach, dude. They're really good.
1: I'm excited about March Madness this year. Maybe the year off is all we needed to get fired up again. <laughs> And I, for you, gambling. For I, me, I, emotion. I didn't humanity. Watch. Stories of strength. <laughs> yes, one shining moment. That's what you live for. I watch it for the 60-minute stories on the players <laughs> afterwards. You know, somebody's dad got hit by a truck, yeah, and what, he's on Iona. Yeah, exactly. so. It's
0: like, oh, great. Like, You're going to lose by 40 in the first round, but I'm glad I heard he had you know cancer when he was four. Um, the uh, No, I, I really got into it this week. I think I watched... Between Thursday and Friday, I must have watched legit twenty hours of college
1: basketball. Where was, where was your family during this? They were here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they you were at Beach thought. Corner. <laughs> yeah, they, they were. They were here. I watched it
0: all day, all night. There were so many games. I gambled a lot. I lost plenty, and it was just great fun. And I was like, I hadn't watched college hoops all year, so it was really nice to get back into it.
1: Now I'm very excited for March. The most fun was watching the uh, the bracket announcement. On CBS and uh, seeing the players 10 feet apart watching as if they were (laughs) not just on the court moments ago. Because it was like Illinois who had literally walked off the court Mm -hmm. and they're 10 feet apart wearing masks in their bubble domes. It's like. You guys were just like in a dog pile on the floor <laughs> licking each other but
0: it's, it's just such for show it's it, not to mention like whatever party they're going to that night and they're all just going to oh, be for like sure. you know crammed into one room it's like just gyrating on each other well not on each other but you maybe know, maybe I'm not there's not There's anything wrong with
1: that it's 2020 baby let's <laughs> it's, no it's not it's 2021 <laughs> baby I don't know uh Louisiana Tech they made it into the NIT Congrats! Yeah, I think they're playing Old Miss. You can gamble on the NIT. Those those games are in like the off hours. Yeah, there's one at like five a.m. They
0: they play in like the days in between the real tournaments. They should
1: just rename the NIT the Degenerate Gamblers Tournament. (laughs) Yes, where you can watch like William and Mary play Sam Houston State.
0: Yeah, it's on Pluto TV. Like I didn't know you
1: had a basketball team, Louisiana College of Alexandria. Uh, Yeah, the dogs were very close, though, man. I almost bet on them in the
0: Conference USA Championship game. Yeah, didn't work North Texas. Tough. Very close. Tough. I know you were living and
1: dying with the dogs all season this year. Trying to. Ask me to name a player on the team.
0: (laughs) From the last 10 years.
1: (laughs) Magnum roll. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Alvin Kamara has opened up a juice bar in downtown New Orleans. Congrats, It's called the Big Squeezy. That's a great name. Is it? I was yeah. going to say the opposite. Really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had friends who opened up that grilled cheese place, The Big Cheesy. Mm-hmm. And so this is very similar to that.
1: And your nickname in high school, The Big Greasy? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was a rough week for Polk News. It was really mostly only actual sporting news. I have nothing to say. I'm glad Alvin Kamara opened a business. He may or may not know about it. <laughs> I'm sure his accountant knows about it. He'll and, show. I probably showed up the first day. Yeah. I think he is going to be there, actually. It's at like the 300 block of St. Charles. He's going to okay. be there. Yeah. You Squeeze at oranges. Get him to sign your... What do you have? The Fruit of the Loom <laughs> shirt you see that Alvin Kamara Fruit of the Loom shirt? It was a white fucking t-shirt, and it was like yeah, $80. And it had like a logo on it. Sort of. Yeah. A very small. I, I see do. me for the bootlegs, everybody. I'm going to be selling <laughs> yes. bootleg outside of it. We're going to have a Polk and Kush logo that looks exactly like the Alvin Kamara logo. Did you see the St. Bonaventure? If you were gambling, you may have seen that game. Uh, St. Bonaventure's photographer uh, was put in a chokehold by a security guard. That is wild, man. He was on the court the whole time taking yeah. photos. And then when the team won, I think it was like a last-second victory, uh, he just kept standing where he was and taking a photo. And this dude, he, was, he <laughs> lives at Planet Fitness in Eight. He like wakes up and he just stares in the mirror <laughs> and he shaves his head while listening to ACDC. He goes, I'm gonna beat up someone different today. Every morning he says that. I'm just waiting for someone yeah. to come on my court. I'm gonna watch the Joker and crack <laughs> my knuckles. And he when people
0: ask him if he's a veteran, he's like, Oh yes. I I've I have i have been I do security for yeah, comic black belt. <laughs> I'm a veteran. Yeah, he does I've, Rex Bando. I've uh, often I'm I'm uh, police security. You know, it's like oh yeah, no, you stand on the court at a basketball game. <laughs> Remember when the Pelicans that like, when a kid just walked down? He hugged Carmelo hugged Anthony. Carmelo Anthony,
1: and all the security guards were just like looking out into the space. You know, just like, and then there was a, a comedian. He looked. I I don't know who he was. He was here. He's an actual comedian. He was on tour. He got on the court and got someone passed him the ball and he shot a shot. Oh, yeah, he was like dressed like, you know, was not that Spice Adams? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't know. Okay. Uh, either way. No yes. comment. It's, it's... I don't want it to be like Clutch
0: Point. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah. The security at these basketball games uh, either very lax or uh, putting you in a headlock and taking you to the ground <laughs> while you're allowed to be on the court. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Look the photos up if you want to see a terrorized. He's like 19. And the team is looking <laughs> at him like, hey, what are you? There's no one here. That's our friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like he's storming the court alone.
0: Uh, are, are there any other pieces of Polk News? Not
1: really. Aaron Carter, he was a brother of a Backstreet boy, is going to fight Lamar Odom. Oh,
0: man. Aaron's party was like a jam. What a song. Oh, yeah? They used to come with the videos to come on The Box. Your children are much box? too
1: young to listen to that, so how would you know about it? Oh, a
0: big fan when I was <laughs> 15 or whatever it was. I
1: remember he had the song that was like The Day I Beat Shaq or some shit. Oh, I don't remember that one. Uh, it must have been a You B-side. went pretty deep in the catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your hands in the air. Oh, yeah. Um, looking at the videos of uh, Aaron Carter training, he appears to be about my size, and Lamar Odom... Uh, it still appears to be Lamar Odom sized, which I think is like six ten, two eighty. So it doesn't really matter if you're good on a speed back. No. I thought I legit thought Lamar Odom was dead, and I'm not saying that like in
0: a. I thought he like went to a whorehouse and was dead. I guess he was almost dead at the whorehouse. So congrats to Lamar. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't remember that story? No, I don't. He was like they found him at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, like where that HBO show used took place. Yeah. And they found him there and he was like, I thought I literally thought he was dead, but I guess he they, he was almost dead.
1: They brought him back, baby. So And now he's gonna beat up a, <laughs> he's go a beat mentally up ill <laughs> former party. boy band. Yeah.
0: Man, I liked Aaron Carter.
1: I'll edit that out. <laughs>
0: It was great. The box, man. The video came on all the time. Did y'all have the box in Rustin? Is that
1: where you called in a music video? Yeah. And it was like 99 cents? Yeah, 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 yeah. we had it in Rustin, but yeah. no one had that kind of money to throw around. <laughs> I just have to watch Fastballs the Way over and over, hoping that they played, you know, Hoobastank.
0: Dude, they literally played Back That Ass Up on that channel every four and a half. <laughs> like, it was like every three and a half minutes. It was like, all right, well, we got to play it again. And they're just getting requested endlessly. It was like the perfect era for it. It was like bling, bling, that, like all of them. It was like perfectly timed, And I saw all those videos a thousand times. Anyway, uh, we have overrun our (laughs) phone news here. We have derailed. Uh, So we'll be right back with some segments. Stick around. Overrated. Underrated. Yeah, baby, yeah. Underrated
1: Underrated and overrated. You want to kick us off? I can probably go first But I don't really know what's going
0: on With my computer at the moment So why don't you go first
1: Alright, overrated <laughs> This shows production values through the roof
0: <laughs> Overrated, let's go
1: Overrated Grammys Yeah, I watched about four minutes of the Grammys Yeah, you know the, the term Grammy award winning artist Used to mean something Yeah No it didn't Did it, it was always some shit like It would be like Best metal album and be like Metallica Pantera and then Steely Dan and Steely Dan would win her and be like, Who the fuck is Steely Dan? That basically is continued. I don't the the uh, Beyoncé's kid won an award. She's nine. Oh my god. Everywhere you go, people are talking about this song from a nine year old. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I hear it everywhere. Everywhere,
0: yes, yeah, life-changing song.
1: I mean, not since that Aaron Carter song you mentioned <laughs> has a nine-year-old <laughs> changed the face of. I don't know. Really, I think my beef is that uh, Eddie Van Halen was not included in the in memoriam. That's bizarre. It was odd. Was he like mad at the recording artists of America or something? like That was they have a riff. I don't. I don't know. I felt like they've they had a. John Prine, they had Kenny Rogers, they had Yeah. They're somebody all else. Also
0: dead musicians. Yeah. I uh that's really strange. Little Richard, did he die recently? That sounds right. Yeah. Uh but I just uh the Grammys man like I don't know why you would care what any of these awards ever have to say. Be like, "Oh man, they want like I remember somebody telling me that uh Arcade Fire was really good cuz they won all these Grammys." I was like, "I don't care what those people's taste in music is. Yeah. For movies, I guess it's a I feel like it's a little bit more objective. It's not, but it feels a little bit more objective. Uh, music taste is just like so subjective of what you think is good and what And there's like a thousand categories in the Grammys.
1: The genres are kind of outdated now, like, yeah. you know, Maroon 5 was a rock band 15 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Now they're a song, they're a band that you hear only at Walgreens. <laughs> It's like there's not really like every band just either sounds like Imagine Dragons or like Little Pump now. That's it. <laughs> there's no other music I don't think, unless it's like all the country music now is like Nashville Hollywood bullshit, where they're like, I just need a beer and a I know drive it, a truck. It, it's
0: very formulaic, and it's just like such a slap in the face to like. What Nashville? Oh, yeah. All is, these people are be, like whatever, you know.
1: super hot. You know, yeah. they've never worked, you know, it's like working in the field, gonna go bowling. It's yeah. like you've never done any <laughs> of <laughs> any that. Of these things, you like, have highlights in your hair. <laughs> like, fuck you. You got it on a private jet, you're wearing $700 jeans. <laughs> like, <don't> I think <laughs> at least with like the Oscars, there's some takeaway. Like foreign films, I'm never going to seek out a foreign film otherwise. Yeah. Something like you that is neat what, yeah. But there's nothing in the Grammys where I'm like, ooh, I'm sure the Grammys will know a Cooler indie artist than I could find. <laughs> yeah, then like somebody would just recommend to me, you know. Yeah, and then they they trick all these goons into arguing about it online, which just gives them more publicity. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't I don't care who did what or who danced where, or did what. It, it's it's just a commercial that they are asking you to promote with all that fake controversy.
0: Fair enough. They did. Uh, friend of the show, Bill Burr, however, did go viral for uh, saying he came on after some piano. Uh, performance to present they had a i mean it's almost like they were trolling I and mean, he was like presenting latin awards like the latin grammys and he couldn't pronounce any of the names oh for sure and he literally said he
1: go, he walked in he goes Does anybody else want to kill themselves they just listen to that? i mean that that's part of the the thing too they knew exactly what <laughs> they, they were what doing. They're getting they yeah. have a gin z audience they're gonna put a gin x Maybe even a little bit older dude up yeah. there to say something like, ah, what the fuck was that? Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to get a hundred million yeah. people advertising for uh-huh. it. Bill Burr makes money. The Grammys makes money. Yeah. And that piano dipshit makes money yeah. too. <laughs> and you get the Fox News
0: headline of like, people mad at Bill Burr. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, who's mad at Bill Burr? And it's like, then they tweet eight. They quote eight tweets. It's like, that's yeah. not people. That's eight the, women like, with the yeah. side of
1: their head shaved <laughs> <Yeah>. are mad. <laughs> like, and we're going to say cares
0: people. What like you're giving not, just women, not just women. Not just women. Giant news program. Like, come on. Like, it's just so <laughs> stupid the way they just drum up the controversy and whatever. Okay.
1: Do you need me to tell you what your over is? Because I've got it. got it on my phone. I've got it. I've got the Cricket data plan, <laughs> which doesn't go out like your.
0: My computer just like stops. You know, like every like ninety seconds, it just like blacks out to save battery. I don't know. Whatever. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a really controversial overrated. It's very spicy. Uh, socks. <laughs> God. Socks. We are back in warm weather season. I think it's officially summer in New Orleans. There's only two seasons. Uh, it's like summer for nine months and it's cold for three months. And we are in uh, summer again. And it means you don't have to wear socks anymore. So you can just wear flip flops everywhere or you can wear loafers or you can uh, when you have kids, especially Not having to put those tiny socks on feet that are moving is such a gift from God. (laughs) You're like, oh, here's some rubber shoes. Just throw them on to protect you from stepping on a bottle of glass. that Your dad broke on his head last night (laughs) in the backyard. (laughs) Like, like, please just put these on and get the hell out of this house. And it's uh, a lot easier than having to put on the pants and then the socks and then the shoes and put it on. It's just uh, let's eliminate the one thing that is completely worthless (laughs) socks gonzo overrated you
1: don't wear socks with loafers if i'm wearing pants i will sometimes but you don't wear the no show
0: I won't no. Not if, I, if I'm wearing shorts and loafers?
1: Yeah. No, I don't wear socks with that. You look like a real goober. Dude, your your shoes gotta smell Oh, they smell terrible. Oh my goodness. They
0: smell awful. But you replace them every year, and you know. I guess so,
1: Mr. Moneybags. Do <laughs> you have Crocs? Do you, <laughs> you fuck with shoes? Crocs? <laughs> 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 you buying shoes over there. What are you the monopoly man? <laughs> oh. I refuse to wear flip flops in public. Yeah, I have not. I used to have
0: them and then the last pair that. Broke was probably like a year and a half ago, and I was like, I think I'm too old. I was like, I don't think I can wear these anymore. <laughs> I can't wear rainbows anymore with my backwards poking kush hat. I look like a friggin' goofus. Uh, and so I, uh, I now, yeah, loafers, no, no, sh- no socks is like my preferred look if possible. All right. So socks overrated. Nobody likes them. Does anybody like wearing socks? I like wearing
1: socks when it's very, very cold. Sure. Yeah, but otherwise, like, if you just want. It's great. Barefoot, the way to be. All right. right. That was probably the worst overrated anybody's ever had. So continue, with your underrated. Underrated. This one's positive. I'm going to say vaccination process. Uh, Okay. This is something New Orleans, I think, is uh, nailed. Especially in the context, you know, I have a lot of friends in Los Angeles and they're still like, when, where the fuck am I going to get this fucking thing? And when am I getting it? They're dying. They have to, they've been at home for two years. Yes, They've been at home for two years. They're not allowed to go outside and they don't know when they're getting the shot. (laughs) New Orleans I just like texted some guys like, Yeah, come over. We'll give you the shot. We got it. We got it. We got ice chests full of It was whatever. like Stan Van Gundy. It's just like, Yeah, man, I don't know. Just we'll figure it out. Just get over here. We got two ice chests full of crawfish and we got some
0: vaccine in there too. We're good.
1: There was a website and I just typed in my email address. And clicked a thing, and it was like, are you sick? And I was like, uh, yes. And then I was like, all right. <laughs>
0: Someone told me today that they uh, they were talking to their wife about it, and they were like, you know, we can uh, we can sign up for the vaccine. They had available appointments somewhere. And she's like, oh, I don't qualify yet because I'm not of the age and I don't have any of the conditions. And he's like, uh, you meet the BMI
1: threshold. <laughs> Ooh, a brave man. <laughs> and,
0: and he was like, she... Was not pleased with that. BMI,
1: Brave Man <laughs> Index. He's at the top.
0: I was like, oh, yes, you calling your wife uh, fat in order to her to get vaccinated was a bold
1: step. A, BMI is apparently like a very funky scale where yeah. a lot of people, I'm probably the only person that is not exceeding <laughs> the BMI. But no, you can get it. Like, I just presume everyone's a former smoker. I've everyone <laughs> smoked in college, right? Every single person. I mean, I had cigarettes, but I definitely would not consider. That myself means you're a smoker. former smoker. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I think. That's fair. I don't know. Just go in there and you know, say you're dizzy and your foot's <laughs> numb, and I think if you're, I, I think, think if you're you losing were... your hair. That you get <laughs> I was to get... say. I was like, if, I view, if either of us just listed our diet on a daily basis, yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you can have this." Vaccine. Yeah, you get to go to Wingstop and get the <laughs> vaccine there for free.
0: Uh, no, but it's it's
1: really organized. Yeah, you and can take i mean if you need to for real look it up they're doing it at the new orleans east hospital and uh, the convention center yeah i'm going doing it kind of everywhere i'm going i'm getting the johnson and johnson Ooh. i think i only wanted that one because i was i recognized the name more than the other. <laughs> i was like yeah i used to have that shampoo <laughs> yeah, that, that won't kill me <laughs> i think that's all you only have to go once too. yeah that's nice i'm yeah. getting one of them that you have to do twice which
0: is kind of annoying Um, But anyway, it is like a pretty easy process. Yeah, really
1: annoying to get a (laughs) life-saving vaccine for free that was created in 11 months. That
0: ended a global (laughs) pandemic.
1: Oh, you have to go somewhere (laughs) twice? Jesus. Uh, The good news is that where I'm getting it is Hooters adjacent. (laughs) I will uh, keep people abreast on the podcast if I start to, if I change my search engine to Bing. (laughs) If I start becoming really good with numbers, I'll let you guys know. If you Well, at least uh, maybe you can get one for Chris Katan. I think that would go a long way. <laughs>
0: <long. laughs> go <laughs> I'm going to sneak him one. Uh, no, that's a really good underrated. Uh, I'm going for my underrated group gambling. So we've already talked about the joys of gambling on this show many times. But I, I think it's loss of the sauce a little bit. Is when people think of gambling, they think of themselves picking a game, putting a bet on it, and then watching that game. It's not that much fun that way. It's kind of an isolating and a little bit nerve-wracking experience when you do that. And it's not like you're not really getting into it. Like Yeah, you get the action, which is the action is the drug, Right. But what is the best part is when you do it with a group. So, like, this weekend I had a group of uh, three friends, and we all uh, were betting the same college basketball games together. And that was great. So you can text each other the whole time. I have a group that does golf gambling. We do it together. And then for the NCAA tournament, I have a group that does Calcutta. And so it's just nice to have, like, a thing. You know, with your friends now, you have nothing in common because everybody's life is so divergent. You know, you used to be in school together. You used to go to bars together. You used to go, you know, you have sex with the same woman together. No, you can edit that part <laughs> <one> out. <laughs> you can give <keep> it. In. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but anyway, you had a lot of shared experiences, and now we're all old and have kids, and we're bald, and we're in a pandemic, and you really have no shared experiences. <laughs> so the only way to really have something together is a uh, is gambling. And it really is a nice way to have a shared experience without having to actually, you know, like get on an airplane and go see each other or go, you know, like uh, convince your wife that you can leave the house for one night. So uh, all in on group gambling. Highly, highly recommended. If you've been spending your time gambling alone, find someone you're with and let's go in on these bets together. Even if they're not the bets you want, you're not that good at gambling. Nobody's that good at gambling. If you have one bet you don't want to do, it might win. It might lose, but it might win.
1: All right, man. Sold. Continue. Whew. You don't uh, like to gamble? I'm, I'm not good at sports gambling. Well, yeah. I don't no know. Anyth- I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> 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 I'm very bad at
0: it. <laughs> I mean, is anyone good at sports? Gambling? I like
1: card gambling. I don't like, like slot machine. Shan- yeah. Yeah. Blackjack's the game. I yeah.
0: I I find like a casino environment to just be sort of like stale. Yeah. I like craps because, again, because it's kind of like in a group that you're playing. But even then, I don't know. I have found myself over time, like, what I enjoy about gambling is definitely sports. Yeah, the rest I mean, of it is just pure, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing.
1: Well, over the next year, I'm going to try and get into gambling. That's that's going to be my resolution. <laughs> resolution. I started smoking again Gonna start gambling I'm with you man I can bring you in I'll be
0: be your dealer man I'll be your pusher
1: Let's do it Uh, I think that brings us into Ladies and gentlemen
0: My favorite segment of every single week The Worst
1: The Worst The worst is the worst thing I saw or read This week Always a lot of contenders. Oh my, never, never a short supply. I got one this week. I had to do a little digging for this one. I didn't see it in any respectable news outlet, but it is a real story. (laughs) 41-year-old unemployed Oxford graduate. Uh-oh. Oh Oh boy. Sue's parents. uh Uh-oh. Demanding lifelong financial support. Oh
0: my God.
1: The 41-year-old is currently living in a posh flat near Hyde Park in central London. It is owned by his parents, who are estimated to be worth one billion pounds. What? He does not pay rent for the housing and receives a 400-pound weekly allowance from his parents already. What is that, like 800, 900 bucks? Something like that. I think it's like 600 while well, it may be common for parents to financially help their kids in India, the rest of the world doesn't <laughs> function quite similarly. What a weird racist yeah, thing to say in that
0: story. <laughs> Where <laughs> is this from? Uh,
1: Foxnews.uk? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this dude said. Pakistani Times. <laughs> oh, I guess he's Indian. Oh, okay. So, well, it's still kind of it's racist. It's still kind of racist. <laughs> He previously has sued the Oxford University for subpar teaching that he said led to his eventual unemployment and he made allegations against the boring tuition and bad and inadequate teaching in addition to blaming his blaming his tutors as he had to give exams during insomnia and depression. This is going to be everybody in Whenever I talk about something like this I was like, "In twenty years, every it's like in three months, everyone's <laughs> gonna. Be, in three months, everyone will be suing their parents. Yeah, like you have to pay for my rent. I'm traumatized <laughs> from a year, and you have to pay my rent.
0: I just don't understand how you can prove in a court of law that any one of these people that people owe you more. Like all these people that sit on a jury, right? They receive less. I'm assuming." So what are they going to do? Like, why would anyone reward this
1: guy? That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: what's the point?
1: The parents uh, are saying that they're fed up and they want to cut down the funding that they're giving them. Not even just like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Get a job. Yeah, You're done. They're they're going, hey, we want to give you less allowance since you keep (laughs) taking us to a court of law. You are legally obligated.
0: In my eyes, you are legally obligated to take care of your children until they're 18. And then at that
1: point, you can choose how much you want to support them. For sure. Right? I think so. Is that,
0: is that law or did I just make that up?
1: I don't know if it's law. I've received no support from my family <laughs> since I think I moved out a little before 18. And I, I was working at Sonic Baby. Yeah. How'd that go? Not good at roller skates. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, get a you know, you have an Oxford degree. You're 41. You have a million dollar flat, whatever that is. (laughs) Dude, go work at Raising Canes. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you think they'll kick him out of the flat? Uh, I don't know. Tough, (laughs) tough life of that guy. He looks like a sturdy boy. I don't know if he's getting moved easily. (laughs) His parents are 71. What is going on? What the?
0: What is going on? What a loser. How can you ever, how can any woman ever touch you again once you've sued your parents for them cutting you off when you're 41 years old? Well, you save up all that allowance, and so then you can... <laughs> Whine and die. Dude. I guess that's the point. He's probably getting girls. He's like, well, now I have no chance if I don't you know, continue to have my parents. Man, I got to
1: see if this works. And if it does, <laughs> I'll see you in court, the polks. I remember when I was a kid and that uh, like Macaulay Culkin divorced his parents. It's like, yeah. I'm going to fucking divorce my parents too. Take my Game Boy away and now you have to go back to, <laughs> to Rustin every year. What do you think the Thanksgiving is like for this family? <laughs> uh, probably a very long table. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: they sit on one side and he sits on the other and, you know, there's probably not much communication. Goodness gracious. It's all Succession, isn't it? I think it is. Life is all succession. All right. That'll take me into uh, my worst. I was actually going to do uh, Latoya uh, telling the Irish bars to close down. But we talked about that a little, little bit. bit. Uh, man, what a ridiculous idea. It's like, are you going to close down every bar that might
1: have Irish people in it? She's going to get an actual paddy wagon yeah. and go around <laughs> rounding up the Irish. Get the them, fuck in here.
0: Scooping them up. It's, I mean, Any it's, redhead, yeah, it's could, like I get canceling the parade. You're just gonna close bars randomly because they have an Irish name. I think like that's just like the well, definition.
1: the bars are closing voluntarily, are they not? I uh, quote unquote, I'm quote
0: unquote voluntary. The same way like the Saints have voluntary workouts. You know, yeah. like you better be there. If they if Tracy's were to open on St. Patrick's Day and they got more than like one person more than the twenty five percent, they'd be closed down forever. So, you know, like, the, and that's like the deal that they have to make. So what a ridiculous thing. I mean, ridiculous that do they make certain bars close for other. Oh, this bar has a Christmas tree. You have to be closed for Christmas. Like, it's insane. Uh, Are they going to close the Easter bars? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the America bars for Fourth of <laughs> July. Look out, guys. Uh, my mind, however, comes from the wonderful and wild state of Utah, Utah, if you will. From the Associated Press, Utah campaign against porn marches on with a phone filter plan. Utah lawmakers have voted to require every cell phone and tablet sold in the state automatically block pornography. Whoa. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what?
1: That has to be a technologically advanced filter, and I don't think the people of Utah are ready for it.
0: <laughs> so they've always said like Utah is one of the highest pornography viewership rates in the country or whatever because you know it's so repressed that you've got a group of people that are just like I think watching porn endlessly for sure. So uh, I guess in response to this, they're saying like, well, we can clean it up by repressing them even further. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you'll definitely end pornography in your state. That sounds like something that will almost assuredly happen. Uh, So anyway, conservative lawmakers in Utah have fired another salvo in their longtime campaign against online porn with a new requirement that all of these technologies block pornography in a plan that critics call a significant intrusion on free speech. I don't think it's an intrusion on free speech. I think it's extremely dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. Like, there are a million ways in which to get pornography.
1: There's also a million ways to avoid pornography if you would like to.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, I guess you can't stop the other person that you, like, I agree, like, for kids, uh, certainly for teens, like, it is a real problem, the access and how easy it is. Like, I think there is a huge issue there that, like. People are scared to talk about, uh, particularly lawmakers and whatever. Like, I think it's something that should be coming up more often, considering, like, how long they spent talking about, like, you know, rap lyrics 30 years ago. And now it's like (laughs) any kid can take any phone and look up literally the most disgusting, vile acts in the world within 30 seconds and get them, you know. Uh, But this is not the way to do it. (laughs) That your cell phone, if you happen to buy it in the state of Utah, just will automatically block it. There's no way
1: that's possible. Censorship has never really worked for anything. I mean, you know, a couple people got mad at, like, the Dr. Seuss book a little while ago, and (laughs) I guess some libraries pulled it, and then the book sold out on Amazon (laughs) immediately. If you tell kids, like, something's forbidden they want to go look at it yeah which is why utah has this pornography problem it's because. uh Lu- louisiana is like one of the highest uh, uh states of looking at like interracial pornography is that because it's so for the like, same reason yeah, yeah.
0: I, it, it's really uh strange i also like the the data metrics that all those people <laughs> it's got all those companies come out with uh supporters and critics alike are now finding a way to find out if new governor wait for it uh spencer cocks a, <laughs> a republican will sign or veto the proposal that the gop controlled legislature passed this month so they already passed this they're just wondering if the uh if it's going to actually become law so combating porn is a perennial issue for utah lawmakers who have previously mandated warning labels on print and online pornography okay and declared it a public health crisis i actually agree i think public health crisis is totally fine to call it that and that's something that you can try to fix going forward uh changing all (laughs) the phones is bananas uh quote utah has passed a critical common sense solution no you haven't uh to help protect vulnerable children from accessing harmful
1: pornographic content on phones and tablets what are those, you talking those, about? Those limits already exist yeah. on phones. You just have to know how to use them. Children, yeah, you can just put
0: the uh whatever. Like, there's already privacy blockers. And, yeah, there's like accessibility things for yeah, kids. There's not, YouTube
1: yeah. kids. All this stuff yeah. already exists. They're <laughs> oh, just <laughs> too stupid to know how to use it. I would love to go up to Mr. Cox and be like, hey, can I see your phone? <laughs> just let me see your phone. Why is it automatically putting in private browser? <laughs> It's weird that it's in horizontal yeah. mode. There's only one reason people have their phone in horizontal mode. I, I it, it is it's widespread and it's everywhere the concept like
0: I mean you can go on Twitter and TikTok. I think every like I don't think any of them. I don't know it would be just Facebook block out Pornography. There's kids on Facebook, right? Like I don't know.
1: I I think you're supposed to be like 18 to be on a lot of these things anyway. There's no
0: way everybody on Facebook or Instagram oh, of course not. But I mean
1: TikTok's like a bunch of 12 year olds. Yeah, isn't but I, I think there there probably is like something in the contract about that and like parental yeah. guidance. Yeah.
0: So I agree. People should be parents, and they should stop their kids, and they should figure out ways like give parents tools to stop them uh, without having to stop literally every person <laughs> in the entire state who happens to buy a cell phone. It is a ridiculous. <laughs> (laughs) overreach and that is why it is
1: the worst the worst well everybody the city of new orleans next week they will be implementing a filter on phones to keep (laughs) you from downloading this podcast uh polk and kush is a fun weekly podcast with my good friend scott kushner uh check us out on twitter at polk and kush send us an email polk and kush at gmail.com We're kind of testing out the waters right now for merch. So uh, if there's something you would like, send us an email. Tell us us what it is. Tell us what you want to see. We will try to make it happen. We're going to have a live event soon. I hope stuff is opening back up. We're going to be fully vaccinated, so come see us then. Thank you to Jansen Patagna. Thank you to all the listeners. Like, subscribe, rate, and tell a friend if you had a good time. We'll see you next time. See ya!